0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the SEAL Project Podcast. My name is Coach John Bush and I'm here with Dr. Anahita Barbode. and today's topic is parenting and autism. We're here today with Alyssa Ritter who is a behavioral technician who's been working hands-on in the field with children with autism spectrum disorder for the last 10 years. Welcome Alyssa. What inspired you to focus on autism advocacy and support?
1: I think the first thing would be not having proper advocacy as a child myself. When I was growing up, I had ADHD and I was often labeled problematic, not given the proper attention, not given the proper tools that I needed to thrive as a child. And knowing that and knowing how important that proper attention is to those children, I think that's huge. I felt like it was my calling to out children that needed proper advocacy and give that to them.
0: That makes a lot of sense. A lot of us end up called to a profession based on our, our own past experiences and discovering that we didn't have the help that we needed when we needed it.
2: Correct. Alicia, I want to know if it is possible for you to share some key strategy for effective communication with autistic children. As we all know, some nonverbal <laughs> autistic children are really hard to understand. As a parent or as a teacher, what uh, strategy do you think it would be effective to understand them?
1: One thing that I found very effective is nonverbal communication or cues. Um, Just being vigilant and paying attention to what the child is trying to communicate. We all communicate in different ways. Sometimes it's nonverbal and sometimes it is verbal. So if a child is in distress in any way or you can see visually that they need something more than they're being given. Patience is huge, definitely. Just giving the child that time they require. Even if it's setting that time aside, saying, I will address this now or address this in five minutes. But setting that time aside for them, because they want to communicate desperately. They're just trying to figure out how. So giving them the tools in order to communicate. Um, Visual boards are very helpful, Uh, written words, pictures, things like that, so they can help effectively communicate their needs to
2: you. Thanks for breaking the strategy down. So if someone going through the same problem at home, maybe they can incorporate them. So at home, you mentioned providing a specific environment at home. Can you elaborate more on this area? Yes, creating a safe space
1: is huge for your child. There are sensory objects, there are sensory furniture you can buy online, even sometimes Facebook market groups or things like that. Creating a safe space is not very hard. You start with addressing the things that your child needs. If my child needs something soft for comforting, if they have tantrums often and they maybe need soft furniture in order to keep them safe because they are not being safe with their bodies. Pay attention to lights. Often lights are very harsh for children and sound. So there's You can create sound boards. You can create even adding certain sounds and noises like white noise machines, things like that. Those are really helpful. Just paying attention to your child likes and dislikes things that are comfortable and not comfortable for the child and going from there
2: great ideas how about if there is any resources out there since you're in the field and you have the credential would you share some of the helpful resources or tool aside from what you have mentioned that definitely can prevent meltdown in autistic children and especially with those who are not being wearable. Is there any resources that you can provide for our listeners that they can use?
1: Yes, so visual representations are very helpful. We have definitely numerous tools for children. Sometimes they have maybe picture images of the things that they need so if it's like going to the bathroom, we'll have like a picture of like a little bathroom on there and it has a velcro background and we they can if they need to do that item then they that's they put it in the box and then that's done for them. It's making their lives a little bit less challenging. They're faced with many challenges daily already. So anything that you can do to help understand them. There's a lot of ABA support groups, a lot of ABA free tips and tools that you can look up online through ABA networks. Also, I would say joining local Facebook groups or online communities are very, very helpful. You can talk with other parents. You can trade tips and tricks Things that are helpful, some things that may be helpful for you may not be helpful for others. And it's all about trial and error and just doing your best with your child. Be patient with yourself. It's a learning curve. It's definitely a process. It takes time and no one's perfect at this. And giving yourself that grace to allow yourself to reach these milestones. That's
0: very helpful. I'm sure some of our users will be able to use that information for sure. How about an experience of yours? Can you share a success story or a positive experience related to supporting an autistic child?
1: Most definitely. My favorite story to tell, there was this little girl. She was in second grade. This was about three years ago. I had entered into the school district at this time, and I was very excited, (laughs) very pleased. And then they they basically handed me a case with this second-year-old girl, and she she had behavioral issues. She was running out of the classroom often. She was yelling. She was not cooperating in any way. And instead of diving right in, I took a second and I took a step back and I assessed maybe what she needs. So I paid attention to her. I asked her questions about herself. I really did a full assessment of her and her story. And it came the to- to be that her parents were in the picture, she was living with her grandmother, she was not getting the proper attention she needed, she wasn't getting that security. So that's what I provided for her. I was consistent with her. I was um, honest with her. I was direct. I was forward. I let her know all of my intentions. I let her know what basically everything I was doing. I was giving her that reassurance and that trust that she required. Once she felt a safe attachment to myself. She started listening. And it was only a matter of time before she was in her seat the entire day, raising her hand, asking questions, being involved in the classroom, reading. And it was beautiful. And I just took the time to see the things she required before I placed demands on her.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. It's amazing how using the right protocols can really make, make something work, whereas other methods just are totally ineffective.
1: Yes, often we're placing demands on children without hearing them, and I think that is so vital to just listen. These children are thirsty, and they are just, they're sponges, and they absorb everything that we give them. They absorb everything in the day. They absorb life. And so if we are just listening to the things that they need and they require, they are so much more reluctant to have a better life whether it be at school or home or with their friends.
2: Thank you for sharing. How can our listener get involved or support the uh, autism community in their local area?
1: Definitely I would start with the school districts, maybe in the schools themselves. That's where not every school has a program for special needs children, but definitely checking there first. You could put up ads in your local community for like definitely placing maybe like a flyer or some sort of communication across to like local clubhouse boards things like that one thing that we did for my client currently right now is we set up a basically a flyer for information and we went down to our community center and we placed that flyer there It states that we are just looking for people families moms parents that are involved in this community and if they have any support if they need anything if they basically if they want to communicate in any way if they have any tools if they have any tricks if they just need support
0: okay what advice do you have for parents navigating the challenges of school for their autistic children
1: I would say the first thing to do would definitely be get involved. Involvement in the classroom is very, very beneficial. You get to see how your child is doing, see maybe milestones that your child is not reaching yet. You can see the gaps in where your child is struggling or thriving. And after that, maybe meet with the teacher and properly assess the things that you both can do on each of your parts to meet those child's needs so if your child is sitting in the back of the classroom and you can tell that they are not able to see the board correctly and they're not getting the proper information maybe setting a seat aside that's closer to the board that might even as simple as that that might help your child tremendously that's that's definitely key involvement is crucial in Knowing what your child needs and what they're lacking, pay attention to their homework. Sit with them while they're doing the homework. See what things that you can provide for your child at home if you need a safe space for them to do their homework. If they need extra one-on-one attention, tutors are awesome. Being able to just assess and fill in those blanks of the things that your child requires in order to thrive. It goes a long way. It builds tools and it builds tools to help them in the future. So if you're teaching them to get the help that they require now and you're advocating for them now, they're going to slowly advocate for themselves. They're going to worry about their education. They're going to see that you stepped up and provided those things and they're going to try to do that for themselves. It builds a lot of self-regulating tools and it's very helpful for them when they're adults.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's that's true for most children, really. I mean, you have parents that don't seem to care about their education and the children don't seem to care about their education too. So it, it's not surprising that getting involved would have a significant impact.
1: Yes. And nowadays we're getting to the point where we're starting to blame teachers. Where their child's coming home, they're maybe misbehaving in a classroom and they're yelling at the child or yelling at the teacher. And they're not saying, what can I do as a parent to help prevent this? What's my child saying to me? They're communicating. If they're acting out in class, that's a communication. They're trying to communicate to you something is wrong. And I don't know how to address it correctly, but I'm going to act out because that's the only form of communication I have right now. And so it's our job to look at that and say, that's them communicating to us poorly, but it's communication and it's how they're communicating, and saying, we need to reassess. We need to go back to the drawing board. We need to dive in deeper and see what's going on with our child. Why are they acting this way? Why are they behaving outwardly in the classroom? What do they need?
2: I agree with you. Get involved in their everyday life, including a school, communicate with teachers, and collaborate with teachers um, can be used as a tool to help them thrive. In
1: my last case, I had a child who was not getting the attention she needed in the classroom. She was running out of the classroom. She was throwing things. She was constantly disruptive. And all she wanted was a chance. I got to know her. I got to figure her out. I heard her story. And all she wanted was a chance to be heard. She wanted positive. She wanted attention. And so I tried to help her understand that positive attention is better than negative attention and she just wanted any sort of attention. So I helped her give, I gave her the tools that she required in order to get the positive attention and once she understood the formula and she understood how to get the positive reactions and the positive attention that she needed, she was more reluctant to use those tools.
2: How old was the child?
1: She was in second grade
2: Mm -hmm. Alicia, would you provide us uh, with three takeaways?
1: Yeah, definitely. I would say involvement is, I would say the first one, being more involved with your child and understanding that every person, every child, every being communicates, but they do it in a different way. It might be different from how you and I communicate. It might be different from how other people communicate to each other, but they are trying to communicate and seeing that and understanding and recognizing their form of communication in order to help both of you reach your goals. The second takeaway I would definitely have to say is patience. Patience with your child, patience with yourself. It's a process. It's a it's a journey to get to your goals. And it's it's better when they're earned because once you get to your goals, you will be so happy with yourself, with your child, you the whole connection will be there. So just having the patience that that requires, it will go a long way with yourself, a long way with your child, and it also teaches your child that you took those took the time to be patient with them that you cared. Because I know that a lot of children feel that their parents don't care because they're not taking that time to be patient with them. They're not taking that time to see what they need. They're just pushing them off and expecting them to be better. Lastly, I would say data collecting is very huge. It could be in the form of journaling. It could be in the form of maybe tally marks per day. Just some sort of progress tracking so that it could help for IEP meetings for school it could help for your own self if you're feeling like you're defeated today and you're like I'm not making any progress today where am I at with my child I'm doing a bad job as a parent so just get that data out and look at it and realize hey no we are making progress it might be a slow progress we might be having a bad day which is okay because we're all going to have those but having that concrete tangible item saying that hey we're making some sort of stride or some sort of progress is huge it gives yourself that completion that you need to push yourself as a parent it gives your child like a recordable evidence that hey like i am i am improving i am a good child i am worthy so those are three things i would say are definitely crucial
0: yeah that's definitely great advice and something that everyone can keep in mind for all people really it's not just dealing with autistic people or just autistic children everyone's trying to communicate with you sometimes in a different way than you would communicate and having patience with people and keeping track of how things are going can help in all of your relationships not just not just with your children Mm
1: -hmm. most definitely
0: Yeah, having a whole series on autism could be extremely helpful because, yeah, like just listening to it from my perspective of, you know, just how to deal with regular people, so much of the advice you gave is useful for dealing with everyday people. While it's important, perhaps more important for dealing with autistic children because they have more specific needs and they might really need this level of care, if you apply this level of care to all the other people in your life, you just get great results, which is absolutely worthwhile.
1: Yes, and often parents are getting so frustrated because they're not looking at the root of the problem. They're like, my child is coming home with behavioral issues. They're not listening. They're not doing what I need them to do. They're not behaving. And they're just placing these demands on this child. And this child is like, hey, I'm dealing with a lot already. And now I'm being placed into society. I'm being expected to do all these things at school. I'm doing, I'm expected to do all these things at home. It's a lot of pressure. They're already going through a lot. They may have certain difficulties with performing tasks or certain I I can't do a task this way but I can do it this way and letting them know that's okay we can as long as we get to our goal there are different ways to get there and letting them know that that is supported as well
0: yeah absolutely all right well thank you very much for joining us
2: thank you so much thank you guys